about the woman with the issue of blood, I can't help but think about her. I can't help but think about her. She pressed. You see, there was a crowd of people that were all in the presence of Jesus, but she pressed and she touched him. She touched him. She wasn't just somebody in the crowd. She was somebody that touched Jesus. And he responded to her faith. Press, press. She needed a miracle, so she pressed through the crowd. She was desperate. And power came out of Jesus. When she grabbed his hem, she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch Jesus, Oh, the Holy Ghost is sweeping through this tabernacle looking for somebody. I said somebody, somebody that would press, that would touch, that would lay hold and get a little desperate and get a little desperate. She crawled her way to her miracle. She got it. Power came out of him. Say power. Oh, the church needs got worse. You know what sickness is? The great Lester Summerall teaches this. Sickness is a part of the curse. Sickness in its greatest definition is nothing more than limited death. I'm going to say it again. Sickness in its greatest definition is nothing more than limited death. But sickness left on its own to your body is the same as sin left on its own to your spirit and soul. You know, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus, he came to give life, and life abundantly. What does that mean? It means overflow. Your life, you can overflow. 
Jesus. So there's no room for sickness. There's no room for pain. There's no room for headaches. There's no room for that heart issue. There's no room for diabetes. There's no room for depression. There's no room for anxiety. and he's looking for somebody. Hey, it's just one person sometimes. Like the woman with the issue of, issue of blood. He's looking for somebody here tonight. He's not worried about the crowd. He sees our hearts. He sees our hearts. He sees our desperation. Come on, this is prayer cloth. Did you come here for a miracle? Did you come here to for somebody, somebody, somebody. You could be that somebody. There's always, always somebody. Verse 32 in Mark chapter 5 says, after power came out of him, Jesus looked around to see who had touched him. He looked around. He looked around to see who had touched him. I have some good gospel news for you tonight. Jesus is looking around, his eyes to and fro. He's looking for somebody that will reach out and touch him tonight. Somebody that's desperate for a touch from God. of his hand. He's sovereign. He's able. 
He's greater. He's holy. And his presence is here. His presence is here. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, she heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus, and she found her way to him. She found her way to him. He's looking for somebody. Somebody that'll touch him. Somebody that'll reach for him tonight. Somebody that will break out of the box of what's expected in a church service. Somebody that will cry out, I'm not somebody. Touch me, Jesus. Change me, Jesus. Heal me, Jesus. Rearrange me, Jesus. Transform my life, Jesus. One touch in his glory. That's all it takes. One touch. One touch. One touch. If you can get desperate. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We lift you up. You know you're not lost in the crowd tonight. Maybe you're in the back row. Maybe you're six seats in. Maybe you're watching online right now. Maybe you're in a hospital bed. Maybe you're watching from a parking lot somewhere because you're the only saved person in your household. Maybe you came in here late and you think you're about to leave early. You're not lost in the crowd tonight. I might not beat you up. But there is one, there is one. If you can touch him, everything changes. I said everything changes. I wanna share a story with you real quick. Stay with me, are you with me? Cause I wanna stir your faith up. Is that okay? Can I take a moment? The great R.W. Shambach tells a story of the greatest miracle he ever saw, and it was 26 miracles in one. He was at a meeting in Birmingham, Alabama. It was an A.A. Allen meeting. And a mom came with a four-year-old baby. She came all the way down from Knoxville, Tennessee. Her baby was born with 26 diseases. It was blind, deaf, dumb hung out to his chin. He had no feet, no male organs. His arms were twisted. His legs were twisted. Little elbows right into his tummy. Never talked, never walked. The doctors told her he wouldn't live till one. Four years old, she got him to that meeting. 
for days. She sat in service after service. She gave an offering after offering. She believed God for her miracle, but nobody called her for prayer. She didn't get the prayer card they gave out to call people for prayer. Her card didn't get called. So it was Sunday morning and she came up to the great R.W. Schambach and she said, Brother Schambach, I only have $20 left. I've spent everything I have to get here, hotels and food. I have to get back to Knoxville, Tennessee and I only have $20 left. And the man of God hasn't prayed for my baby yet. He said, she said, can you help me? And he said, if, if A.A. Allen, if Brother Allen doesn't call him his prayer card, I'm going to take you to the man of God after the service. A.A. Allen comes out. And he doesn't ever do this, but before he started preaching, he said, I want to take up an offering here tonight. I want to take up an offering of faith here tonight. He said, if you don't know what that is, it's an offering that you can't afford. It's an offering wrapped in faith because you can't afford it. It's something that will stretch you. And that lady, that mama, crowd of 3,000 people came running up and she put something right in that basket. R.W. Schambach was too curious not to resist and he walked over and he looked in and it was that $20. It was all she had. She needed a miracle from God. She would have walked home if God would have healed her baby. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because I want to stir our faith up. I'm talking to you about a God that still heals. I'm talking to you about a God that still heals. She put that $20 in the basket. R.W. Schambach says he went backstage and he cried. He'd been preaching about faith all weekend and he didn't know if he had that much faith as that mama. I don't know if I would have. You don't know until you're in that situation. She put that $20 in the basket. Brother Allen goes on to preach. 15 minutes into his sermon, he stops. And he says, the Holy Ghost is showing me something. I see a big white building, it's a hospital, it's a maternity ward, I hear the babies crying, there's doctors all around and this baby has one, two, three, four, 26 diseases. He says the doctors are saying this child will never live past one, but this child will live in the name of Jesus. He said that child's here today, bring me that child. That mama, walk that baby up. And she got 26 miracles that night. She handed that baby to the man of God. And he started pacing. He started pacing back and forth. And he told the saints to pray. And R.W. Schambach says the first thing he saw was that tongue go back into that mouth like a rubber band. Then the milky white blind eyes became crisp and blue. He had clubs for feet. He said God created feet. It was like silly putty and God just created feet. Then his arms snapped out, his legs snapped out. This baby that never saw, never walked, never talked. Brother Allen sat him 
down on the stage. He took a couple steps. He ran over to his mama. He said his first word. He said, Mama. Why am I telling you this? Because our faith positions us. Our faith positions us. The woman with the issue of blood, she positioned herself for a miracle. That mama, she positioned herself for a miracle. When she put all she had in that offering, when she gave that offering of faith, no, you can't buy your miracle, but you can position yourself for a miracle. So I came to stir you up. We serve a God that still heals. We serve a God that still heals. We've seen it here. We've seen it on the mission field. Have you seen it in your own life? Come on. Have you seen it in your own life? That faith arise in the church of Jesus Christ. Oh, how we need some faith to rise up. Come on, God's awakened his church. And on this first night of prayer cloth weekend, I don't know about you, but I want to see the supernatural. I want to encounter a supernatural God. your life for his glory for his glory come on throw your hands up in the air let faith arise Jesus on this first night of prayer cloth weekend let faith arise in the hearts of your people oh that they would sound out a shout of praise that their hearts would cry out in desperation for you God you're gonna do it you're gonna do it. Miracles may manifest. Sickness is healed. Lost souls saved. The impossible, the impossible, the impossible made possible. Jesus, bless your people. Every need right now, you can meet them right in that need. One touch from you changes everything, Jesus. So we say have your way this weekend in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Isn't he faithful? Come on, give him some praise. a couple of reasons because your faith positions you and tonight is the first night that we receive our kingdom builders first fruits offering come on if you put God first everything changes for you what you do first determines what God does next we've declared it there will be kingdom builders in 2022 our pastor gave us a, a word straight from heaven that set us up in this new year. And this first fruits offering will set you up. It will position you for the rest of 2022. Everything you're believing for, your harvest will be released. Your harvest will be released. Come on, say, my harvest will be released. I'm going to sow a seed of faith. Like that mama with the four-year-old, I'm gonna give an offering wrapped in faith. The Bible says, seek 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. We seek you first with this offering, Lord. We put you first. And by doing that, we're positioning ourselves for the miraculous. We're positioning ourselves. And we don't take this lightly. Placing this seed into God's hand. Placing this first fruits offering. It's saying, I trust you, Lord. I trust your sovereignty. I place my faith in you for my family for this year. And God's going to move. What does that look like? When your life personally, you're positioning yourself for everything you're believing for, for that miracle you've been contending for, for that situation you've been believing for breakthrough in. You're positioning yourself for it to be released in the name of Jesus. It also looks like building God's kingdom. So you don't give to the church, you give through the church. I said you don't give to the church, you give through the church. You're giving into the kingdom. You're giving into the hand of God. This pandemic has devastated ministries, churches. There's been a great falling away. And God needs some builders. He needs some builders. The sword in one hand and a shovel in the other. We're going to build the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. You're a kingdom builder. With purpose and destiny. Assigned, anointed, mandated under this house more crusades, more crusades, larger crusades. Come on, Latin America for Jesus. El Salvador shall be saved. Honduras shall be saved. Souls, miracles, signs, wonders. We're believing for over 100,000 souls saved this year. we saw 42,470 souls saved. 42,470 souls saved. But there's more. There's more. There's more. And God's raising up a people in this house that will build, that will fight the good fight of faith, that will give radically. on ushers you can come forward we're going to receive this tonight and I'm believing and I declare that as you sow this seed as you give your first fruits offering here tonight you're positioning yourself for the release of your harvest in 2022 fix your eyes on what you're believing for Fix your eyes on that miracle you've been waiting for. Fix your eyes on it right now. And your spirit man and your spirit woman, fix your faith. Wrap this in faith. Like the woman with the issue of blood. Her faith touched Jesus. And like that mama who gave everything she had, her faith touched Jesus. Hands lifted. Lord, we sow this in faith. We give in faith. Believing that it will touch your heart. 
It's not about the amount. It's about the heart and the faith. And we sow an expectation. We sow believing that your kingdom will be built. We sow because it glorifies you. Because we love you. Because we want to obey this mandate that you gave to Moses in Leviticus 23. We want to live lives of faith and obedience. So we sow this first fruits offering and we say as we start this year off, putting you first, seeking you first, building your kingdom first, we say have your way with the rest of our year. Release our harvest for this house, for our lives. Release it in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We seal this in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ushers, you can proceed. Church, we have a powerful service planned for you this evening. Come on, let's worship as we give. Let's worship as we give.
Spirit spoke to my spirit this afternoon and said that the power of God was going to be manifested this weekend through these services. The power of God. The power of God. I'm not talking about your power. I'm not talking about your neighbor's power. I'm talking about the power of the Almighty God. We curse the devil right now and every demonic entity that's trying to hold you back from receiving everything God has for you and your family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Priscilla, come here. God gave me a word for you all. I was worshiping there in the front row. Now, just get behind Priscilla there. Lift your hands. Stretch your hands to this woman of God. God told me that the test you've been going through is a setup for your promotion. God is promoting you. What seemed like a setback is a set up, God says. What the enemy meant for evil, God's turning around for the good. God says, I can trust you because you've been faithful with the little. And God says, I'm getting ready to give you so much more. This is your season of more. This is your season of blessing. This is your season where God is going to just overwhelm you with his goodness. I declare it in Jesus' name. Come on, everyone, lift your hands. God's worthy. God's worthy. God's worthy. I just got to praise him for a minute. Can we can we sing one praise song? I just want to get down for one second. I just got to praise him for a second. I'm sorry. He's been too good to me not to praise him. To start off this weekend, I just got to praise him.
somebody said it. Last year from this church, we saw over 42,000 people say yes to Jesus Christ. Most denominations don't see that many people saved, let alone one church. We have over 200 documented miracles that we've seen happen from this church. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen deaf ears open. I've seen the lame walk. My Jesus is a healer. He is a deliverer. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. You're part of a church that's believing for some big things. See, we just don't talk it, we walk it. We just don't say it, we do it. We're believing for over 100,000 souls to say yes to Jesus. I'm believing that presidents of nations will come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. for more blind eyes to open. I'm believing for the deaf to hear. I'm believing for creative miracles. I'm believing for 27 miracles in one healing. Because he is able. He is able. I am so excited for this weekend. Stretch your hands in these prayer cloths. We want to pray over them. Pastor Rob, pray over that one. Pastor Alba, pray for this one. Natalie, Pastor Bill, get up there, pray. Some of the pastors, Pastor Josh, begin to pray for them prayer cloths right now. Come on, everybody, stretch your hand. Suta bakaya na satake na hyena. Rabba bakaya na satake na shatake na hyena. Suta nakaya na hyena. I believe these prayer cloths are going to be laid in hospital rooms all over the world. I believe these prayer cloths are going to see demons cast out of people. I believe. The anointing of God is tangible and transferable. Victory is going to come through them prayer cloths. Depression is going to leave through those prayer cloths. Acts 19, verse 11 and 12. says now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the disease left them and the evil spirits went out of them the anointing of God is tangible and it's transferable 
by the we these next few days are going to be powerful we have one of the greatest evangelists in america coming to our church it is going to be a supernatural few days now i've been telling everybody be prayed up be ready and we're going to start tonight we're going to pray for miracles tonight if you need a miracle the power of god can meet you right right where you're at gadiel come here lift your hand God says to you, if you thought you saw him move a lot last year, this year you will be in awe and amazed. You will be at moments shocked how God moves through your life. God has this word for you. If you fix your eyes upon him, and if you stay focused on the Lord, if you don't get distracted and you stay focused on Jesus, whatever your eyes focus on, whatever your eyes focus on will determine your harvest. And God's saying to you, if you focus your eyes on me, says the Lord, you will have a harvest that you can't contain or imagine. Lift your hands. I just declare the fire of God to come over you. Come on, lift your hands. Worship God. hands together clapping is the language of authority Freedom, 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 freedom. When you walk in a room, 
freedom will enter the room. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Young adults, youth that have all sorts of addictions, you just will walk in the room and the anointing that's on your life will set the captive free. There'll be times you won't even pray for them. You won't even have to read a scripture. Just the anointing of God that's on your life will set the captive free in Jesus' name. seated for a moment just be seated for a moment we're gonna pray you guys can stay up here with me give our worship team a big hand are they amazing check out Victoria's modeling on the new shirts the new merch check this out check it out in the lobby that's our kingdom builders merch line we're so excited this is the best worship team let me say it again this is the best worship team in the world in my opinion I'll tell you why they're the best they're not here to perform they're here to worship they're not they're not here to give you a show they're here to usher in the presence of God. I, I, I'm, done, I'm done with worship teams that just want to perform. You could take your performance somewhere else. I need the power of God. I didn't come to play games. I came to get a breakthrough. I didn't come to play checkers. I came to get my breakthrough tonight. I came to see my family get a breakthrough. Too many churches playing games. Give you three points in a poem and send you on your way. I don't need three points in a poem. I need the power of God manifested. There's people here tonight with real issues and real problems and real situations that Jesus, he can heal. He can heal. He's a healer. I've seen it. He, I've seen him heal. He's a deliverer. I've seen him break chains. 
he can snap every chain that's holding you back in one moment just I'm not going to preach long Matthew chapter 14 verse 22 it just says this immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away and when he had sent the multitude away he went up on the mountain by himself to pray now when evening came he was alone there but the boat was now in the middle of the sea tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary now in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went to them walking on the sea now let me just pause there you know a lot of times we don't understand how the miraculous works a lot of times we don't understand that he is a miracle working God I've heard preachers preach this over and over about Jesus walking on the water that was some form that it actually didn't happen let me tell you if if the Bible says he walked on water he walked on water I don't know what preachers are preaching nowadays that he wasn't walking on water he walked on water he was a water walker Come on. Mm-mm-mm. I only wish it. I like what Natalie said. I wish I had a half a church. I believe that miracles are going to happen so much over the next few days. Tonight, Saturday, and Sunday. I just want to prep the ground a little bit. So, Jesus sent his disciples on a little journey. He gave them a word and they get on the sea and they hit a storm. You know, you can be in the perfect will of God and hit a storm. They were in the absolute perfect will of God. Just because you're in the perfect will of God doesn't mean you won't have problems. You actually will face storms in the perfect will of God. They were in the absolute perfect will of God. They got a word from God. They they were obedient to the word of God and they hit a storm. See, we preach some magical gospel that you will never have a problem when you're obedient to God's word. That's not what God says. God promises us victory when we're obedient to his word. Doesn't mean the problems won't come. So they're in the perfect will of God. Perfect will of God. And they hit a storm and it's at night. So it's dark and they hit a storm. And you are questioning just because it's dark and just because you hit a storm if you're in the perfect will of God. God gave me a word for someone tonight. You are in the perfect will of God when you're obedient to his word. And just because you see us, just because you're in a storm and it's dark outside, does not mean you're not in the perfect will of God. Amen? Amen. Now, Jesus comes walking on the water. They just got done feeding 5,000 people. And he sends them across the sea. And it says, verse 26, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost and they cried out for fear 
But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was bolsterous, he was afraid and and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Now I want to just pause there. The storm starts to happen. These disciples were all with Jesus. They heard the teachings of Jesus. They were there when Jesus has done miracles. He just fed the 5,000. And so when the storm comes and they see Jesus walking on the water, they're afraid. Fear and faith can't exist in the same place. Fear and faith can't coexist. Fear and faith cannot coexist. Right now, I pray that fear leaves your life. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. I declare it in Jesus' name. So, he starts to walk on the water. They get afraid. But my man Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. If it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, I want you to understand something. Jesus, go back to verse 27 real quick. Let me just walk through this. Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. So Jesus is giving them a word. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Man, do we need that word more today than ever? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't be afraid of what's going on in the world. Don't be afraid. I'm here to tell you, heaven and earth will pass away. My hope isn't in the politicians. My hope is in Jesus. Can I get a loud amen? So, Jesus gives them the word. See, they sat through a service. They, they listened to a sermon. A lot of times we come here and we listen to sermons. See, faith is not measured by your feelings. Faith is measured by feet. Faith is action. Faith is action. Faith isn't measured by how you feel. It's measured by feet. How much walking do you do with your faith? Because the Bible says we walk by faith. Sometimes we just say it, which is part of it, because sometimes you got to work yourself up to start doing the walking. But faith is an action. You got to do something. It takes a step. You walk by faith. You can't just say it. Saying's part of it, but you got to then take the words into your head, into your heart, into your spirit, and take a step. If you never take a step, you're actually not walking by faith. See, a lot of times we measure our faith by our feelings. Your feelings will lie to you. You got to take your left foot and put it down. Then put your right foot and then your left foot. Faith is an action. 
We don't see 42,000 souls saved last year if we don't take a step and get on a plane and head to Honduras or head to El Salvador. You got to take some steps of faith. See, you can sit through church service after church service. The, the 11 sat through the sermons. They saw the miracles, but it was only one that said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come. See, they, he heard what God said. Don't be afraid. If Jesus can walk on water, so can I. So Peter gets out of the boat. This is amazing. Because he's actually, I preached this several different ways throughout the years. He actually started walking. The water was part of the problem. Because the storm was affecting the water, the waves. So there's waves. Do like this with your hand. Come on. Do, do like a good wave. Come on. So Peter did something absolutely amazing. He walked on top of his problem. He walked on top of his problem. It didn't mean his problem didn't exist. His problem was still there. But he walked on top of the problem. As long as his eyes were focused on Jesus, he walked on top of the problem. But as soon, go to verse 30, hurry. But when he saw the wind, say saw. Say saw. Say saw. So he's looking at the wind. He's no longer looking at Jesus. So when he's looking at the wind, something happens. He was afraid. And he began sinking. See, when you start focusing on the problem, fear can creep in real easy. Because you see everything that can go wrong. You see everything that is going wrong. You see all the different things. And what begins to happen as you keep focus on the problem, as you focus on the problem, I'm going to say it again, as you focus on the problem, the situation, the trial, the tribulation, as you focus on it, what happens is you're no longer focused on Jesus. And when you're no longer focused on Jesus, see, Jesus, when you're focused on him, he fills you with faith. When you focus on the problem, faith begins to disappear. And fear begins to fill you. So Peter's doing good until he starts looking at the problem. Now, I know this has been preached so many times. I preached this so many times. But something I want you to really get, I want it to really sink into your spirit. I want it to get embedded into your spirit. That the miraculous has a way of trumping your problem. The miraculous has a way that you begin to walk on that problem. You begin to have victory over that problem. I'll tell you, I know when you don't have faith, 
See, when you don't have faith, the problem is on top of you. When he sank, he went underneath the water. So when the problem overtook him, he's no longer walking by faith. So it doesn't mean you won't face problems or situations. But I'll tell you when you're walking in the miraculous and you're walking in victory, when you walk on top of it. And when you're not, it's walking over you. There's a difference. I faced a lot of problems in my life. Man, I faced about every problem you can think of times two, maybe times three. But there's a difference. When I'm walking in the supernatural, miraculous power of God, there's something even about them problems. They just don't have a hold of me. I know God's bigger. I know God's able. I know God can. I know God will. And there's something that happens when you just begin to walk on top of it. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean it isn't, it isn't stormy. The waves aren't there. All that stuff's real. But the reality is when you have faith, when you take a step of faith, faith is action. Faith is action. You walk on top of it. But there's most Christians, the problems are walking on top of you. The problems are on top of you. And so, verse 31, real quick. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you a little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Sometimes when you're obedient to God's word, when you're obedient to God, you will face problems. It'll be a dark, you could be walking in God's perfect will in a dark season and in a problem-filled season. But I got a word for you. I'm ready to preach this. I got a word. I got a word. Sometimes God allows you to go through it so you can see him different. Because when you see him different, something happens. See, when you see him walking on water through the storm, he looks a lot different than when he's handing out the fish in the loaves. Sometimes you can be in God's perfect will and God just wants you to see him different so that the next season you're in, you begin to see the miracle signs and wonders and the supernatural. Sometimes you're going through something because God wants to show you exactly who he is. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a deliverer. He's like, if you just will fix your eyes on me, the author and perfecter of your faith, I could do anything in your life. Mm -mm. High five your neighbor, say, God can do anything. High five with attitude, say, God can do anything.
every hand right now lifted. Maybe you've been being obedient to God. You just got to shift your focus. Maybe one of the reasons you're going through what you're going through, God wants to show you who he is. I declare victory right now. I declare freedom right now. I declare he's walking on the water right to your situation. I declare you just got to get out of the boat. Everybody stand. What's amazing is this storm, the waves and the wind created a problem, but it set up something that we're still talking about over 2,000 years later. See, how you handle the problem, how you handle the situation who your trust is in determines where you're going who your faith is determines the outcome I'm here to just paint a little picture the problem set up one of the greatest testimonies in my mind in the entire Bible Peter did something that no one else since has done. He stepped into the supernatural miracle realm and walked on water. Because he took a step of faith while being in God's perfect plan, God's perfect will. Even though the storm came, God showed up. He saw this supernatural thing in the middle of the whole situation. And he got out of the boat. He didn't just talk about it. He got out. We got a lot of good talkers in the church. I'm tired of talking. If you preach faith and don't see faith, what are you talking about? If you preach healing and aren't seeing healing, what are you talking about? If you're preaching deliverance and not seeing it, what are you doing? I don't want to just talk about it. I want to see it. And Peter gives us access how to see it. It doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter about the waves or the wind. It doesn't matter about anything about that. It's are we keeping eyes fixed on Jesus? And if we're keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, that problem becomes a testimony. That mess becomes a message. That test becomes a testimony. Come on, somebody. When everybody else was shutting down in LA County, we didn't shut down. Today, I went next door and checked out some of these houses. I said, I'm just gonna check some of these out. And I was talking to one of the agents, and he, I said, 
I knew what was behind the wall. I said, what's over that wall? He said, it's a church. I said, oh, okay. And he said, man, they're, they're loud. <laughs> and he said, he said, they even preached on the roof. listen to it every Sunday and he said they would do it in English and then they would do it English and Spanish so I realized something if I got a house right there I don't even got to leave my house to have church come on somebody Then eventually he found out I was the pastor. He got all excited. I mean, he got excited. He's shaking my hand. He's like, pastor, you're going to love the neighborhood. I don't really want to live in the neighborhood. Come on, somebody. I'm not against the neighborhood, but, but I want you to hear what I'm saying. We took a step of faith when everyone else didn't. We started doing crusades. We started traveling the world. We started feeding people. We've seen miracles, signs, and wonders. Now, we could have been like everybody else. We could have been, I could have been up here on YouTube doing my thing. But I'm here to tell you, you got to take a step of faith. got to take a step of faith faith is action and so I want to encourage you no matter what the problems you're facing today or the situations look like you can walk right on top of them and do things you never thought you could do this church is doing things most denominations don't do this one church is doing things. And that's why this weekend, I'm believing for the supernatural. I'm not settling for anything less. I'm settling for the power of God. I want the power of God. I'm getting out of the boat this weekend. I'm getting out of the boat. I'm getting out. Now the other 11 could say, man, Peter walked on water. None of them did. They sat through the same thing, the same sermons, the same teaching, saw the same miracles, but only one got out of the boat. They all could say, man, look at Peter. Look what Peter did. I don't want to live a life saying, look what Natalie did. I ain't living that. I'm getting out of the boat. I'm getting out. I'm getting out. I know it's windy. 
I know it's raining. I know there's waves. I know if I focus on them, I could easily fall. But I'm going to walk on top of them while my eyes are fixed on Jesus Christ. God's just showing me something with the problems. God's just showing me something with the situation. That he's able, no matter what the situation is, to walk on top of it, to have victory over it, to control it. He has victory over the waves, the wind, the rain, the air. Woo! How many need a miracle right now? Wave at me. Get down here right now. Get out of the boat. We're going to believe for that miracle. Get down here. Get down here. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Hurry, hurry, hurry. AJ, give me the anointing oil. We're going to pray. Natalie, help me pray. Get out of the boat. Get out of the boat. everyone that needs a miracle comes down lift your hands if you need a miracle lift them high this is the year God says to you this is the year that every crooked path is made straight this is the year this is the year where you're not 20% in, not 50% in, not 80% in, not 99% in. Most Christians aren't even 80% in. This is the year God says, you're all in. All in. And God says, if you go all in, I will produce an all-in miracle for your life. You'll do something that people didn't think you could do. And when people see it, they'll worship God.
favor of God is on you from this day forward. Not just a little favor, not just a sometime favor, not just a particular favor, the favor of God. Favor ain't fair. The favor of God is going to rest on you from this day forward. You are blessed. The favor of God. You'll reap where you didn't sow. Thank you. 